and a very pleasant good afternoon here on this Tuesday, November the 23rd on the fifth quarter podcast. Hi, everybody. George Koff, Desmond McLaughlin with you. Instead of Thursday, we're coming at you on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Of course, didn't want to interfere with our Thanksgiving plan. So got to do it a little bit earlier, which means we'll talk a little bit about the college football playoff rankings coming out tonight and this evening and kind of see where both schools, Texas A&M and the University of Houston land in that upcoming rankings. Glad to have you with us on this 67th episode total episode number 13 of the fourth season and for more on this fourth season i bring in my co-host desmond mclaughlin desmond how are you doing on this tuesday pretty good george you know as i said before i'm ready to spend time with family the three f's family food football i'm ready for all three of those things this week george yeah, you know, I, I think you got them in the wrong order, though. I, I would say uh, <laughs> food, football, family. Nah, nah, but you're right. The three F's, always a good way to spend Thanksgiving and be thankful for everything we've got in this world. November the November 2021, and we go into the final week of the regular season in the college football world. Desmond, you ready to get right into it? And what happened last week? Let's get it, George. All righty. Well, we'll start with uh, – Texas A&M playing Prairie View A&M. Obviously, we both said it was going to be a blowout. We, you know, really going to be a big win for the Aggies. Indeed, it was. But Desmond, I think a lot of it, too, was A&M covered the spread, which, of course, is a good thing. But they also were able to get back to what they struggled with against Ole Miss. They were able to find their their, uh, identity on offense, able to run the ball really well, had had six guys at least with 50 yards um, on the ground, which was a really good thing. And Calzada, he, you know, he didn't quite play three quarters. He played like the first half and a little bit of the third quarter. And he didn't look bad. I mean, 10 for 14 with 150 passing yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it's mediocre. But again, the Aggies didn't really have to do much because Prairie View was had seven passing yards, Desmond. Seven passing yards from Prairie View. So that defense was playing really well for the Aggies. And you got to like what you saw from Calzada. He had a great throw to the corner of the end zone. I mean, this guy has progressed so well from week two against Colorado. It's crazy. I think, um, yeah, I was very pleased with what I saw on Saturday, my final game as a student at Kyle Field. Uh, thoughts that you had on that game? Yeah, George, nah, they definitely played great, but as you get in, pretty much what's expected. Um, I knew Alan was going to run all over them. I think it was 38 to 0 at the half. Um, but I'm ready for this game against LSU. I definitely think that. Aim has a good chance, but the LSU team is not a team that you should sleep on. They did keep it close with uh, with um, with with Bama a couple weeks ago. So if you keep it close with Bama, you keep it close with a lot of people. But I have Aim winning this game, 31-21. Yeah, and I think you make a point there, Desmond. LSU allowed six rushing yards against Alabama, six mm-hmm. the entire game. AM's offense is solely based off the run game. And the last time we saw the Aggies run the ball on the road, Ole Miss held them pretty, pretty consistent, you know, below that 200 yard mark. So at least until the fourth quarter. So I think the big thing for the Aggies is you're right. LSU's no slacker. They did str- struggle with Louisiana Monroe this past week. So they did, you know, and, and again, granted, ULM has actually been a pretty solid team this year. So it's not like they were anything you know to say oh well they're they're like western michigan they're gonna be a team that you should be able to beat really big no it's a team that you're gonna be able to you know compete with 
But I do think, you know, this LSU team is going to play for Coach O. There's going to be some momentum there. There's going to be some sort of kind of a way to say, look, we want to send them off in style. We want to be able to get them to a bowl game. And who knows if he'll coach in the bowl game. But, you know, you want to win the last one for him at Tiger Stadium. Personally, though, I think Jimbo and the offense is back on track. I think this defense is legit. This is a team that can beat LSU pretty easily. LSU didn't beat Alabama. A&M beat Alabama. I got the Aggies. That's the difference maker right there. I got the Aggies winning their first game in Tiger Stadium since 1994. They win this one 38-23. to They get, our, get their first win in Baton Rouge since joining the SEC. And you can catch that game on ESPN, 6 p.m. kickoff on the primetime game and the primetime slot. Tom Hart, Cole Kubelik, and Jordan Rogers. That's the SEC nice uh, – the, the, the highlight crew, if you will, they're going to be calling that game from Tiger Stadium. And AM is a touchdown favorite. So we'll see, Desmond, if the Aggies can cover. Speaking of a team that covered, boy, did it take them a little bit. But Desmond, Houston Cougars look pretty good on a Friday night. Did took, take them a little bit of time after that, you know, first quarter looked a bit sluggish, but they were able to get a nice 21 point second quarter and kind of just roll away put it in cruise control and make it a 31 13 final your thoughts on the game yeah george i know that i was a little worried about the the game considering how well memphis played against smu but this isn't the same team that showed out last night i mean friday night, i apologize um yeah we look great um shout out to nathaniel daly i know i've talked about him but three of the last five games he's had over 100 yards receiving two of those being over 150 yards um clayton Toon, Played average. He did have a couple turnovers, but he has become more aggressive with his with his legs. He had 13 carries last game, which I really love because, as I always said, if you have a quarterback who is a threat with his legs as well as throwing, then that's that's the best kind of quarterback you can have. Um, and also shout out to, of course, my boy Mark Jones. Not only is he a special returns king, but he had got two interceptions, and he's. I think he has almost an interception in almost the last four or five games. This man is just insane, George. So um, he's like he's the the college version of Trevon Diggs for the Cowboys, is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he played. He's played a couple of plays on offense too. This man just does it all. Um, but I do have him winning pretty comfortably against a one in ten Connecticut, 55-23. This is my underdog though because oh, it is thirty four point spread. I believe my math is correct. That's about 32. Um, so that is my underdog pick of the week. Okay, Desmond. All righty. Uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned, I think you hit on just about everything. You know, the offense didn't really look great, but they, they did what they had to do. I mean, mm-hmm. again, you're playing a Memphis team that struggled um, offensively, and you could see that on Friday night. Biggest thing too, Desmond, is first undefeated conference record. Um, since 2011, which was Coach Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin's last year at the University of Houston. So that's a big, big accomplishment. First time they've done that uh, in uh, in the American Conference. Even when they won the American four years ago, they didn't get to do that. So that's a big deal for the University of Houston. I think uh, Dana Holgerson is online to have a really good next few years. You've got a lot of recruits coming in. Um, and yeah, I have the same thing. UConn is such a poor team. They're such a bad team. This is a really, really good chance for Houston to kind of test things out offensively, see where they want to go. Because the biggest thing, and we'll talk about next week, is if you want to beat Cincinnati, you have to start fast. 
SMU did not do that. And teams that have been able to do that have had and given themselves a chance. Notre Dame did it, uh, did, did start fast. Tulsa did, and they gave themselves a chance. USF did and gave themselves a chance. I think that's going to be the key for Houston. But again, that's looking forward. Can't look forward in college football. You look ahead to the next game. UConn's not a great opponent. Houston will win this one pretty big. It's over at halftime. 48 to 10 is what I've got. So uh, 11 a.m. kickoff in Hartford, Connecticut. They're on CBS Sports Network on Saturday. And as Desmond mentioned, 34-point favorite for the Cougars. All right, we'll move forward, take our two-step around Texas, and we start with a big Big 12 rivalry between the Texas Tech Red Raiders, Desmond, your former school, and the Baylor Bears. Baylor is probably going to be in the top 10 on you know, tonight's college football playoff rankings, so this is a big game for them. Texas Tech, obviously bowl eligible, but trying to you know close out the season with some steam. Desmond, Baylor's got a really good chance to you know put themselves in a position to go to the Big 12 championship game. They need an Oklahoma loss, which is probably very feasible and probably will happen. Um, I think this Red Raiders team is tough-minded. They, 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 they fight. They don't just you know give up. They fought against Oklahoma State and didn't really have anything to show for it, putting up nothing on the scoreboard. But I think Baylor has a lot of potential. I think uh, they could they could make things interesting. And let's put it this way, Desmond. If Cincinnati beats Houston, if they win out, if Cincinnati wins out, and Baylor beats Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game, I think we could see Cincinnati as a lock in the college football playoff. So um, I got Baylor winning – uh, are beating Texas Tech 41-38. It's close, but um, but uh, I think they do get it done at home. No, I agree with you, George. Baylor has a lot of steam. You told me to, to watch out for them in the Big 12 about a couple weeks ago, and I have been, and they've been playing very well. You know, Texas Tech has not been playing well at all. I know they have that, that kind of like that fluke game against Iowa State where they rushed the field and they won that game, but <laughs> – then again, next week they get shut out. So I'm like, what well, would the team showing up? But I think I'm, I have to give the edge to Baylor this one. I have them win this game 45-31. Yeah, should be an interesting one. 11 a.m. kick on FS1 on Saturday. Uh, they're from McLean Stadium in Waco. I, you make a good point, Desmond. Texas Tech hasn't been great, but they have shown signs of hope, especially after they fired uh, – Matt Wells, and you're starting to see a little bit of a different offense that actually works. So we'll see what happens there in Waco. The other two-step game we've got, we take a two-step over into Ames, Ames, Iowa, where the TCU Horned Frogs are traveling to. They'll play at Jack Trice Stadium there. And they're trying to reach their first bowl game, Desmond, since 2018. Of course, they fired Gary Patterson about three weeks ago. They pulled off that that crazy win over Baylor, but I haven't seen anything from TCU to, to make me believe that they can beat Iowa state. I think Iowa state's a better team. I think Brees Hall and Brock Purdy are just too physical. They're too strong. They're just better talented wise. I've got them winning 38, 27, uh, Iowa state finishes seven and five, which I don't think is what we, anyone thought. I think everyone was thinking probably nine and two potential big 12 championship game appearance, but I mean, you'll you'll be happy with a seven and five record, especially after losing two of the last four games that they played. No, you hit it right on the nail. Exactly what I said. I said that Iowa State um, has the manpower 
with Purdy and Bruce Hall to beat TCU easily. And also that they put up a huge fight against Oklahoma last week, which looking at it, if Iowa State would have won that game, they would have been one of the top tier teams in the Big 12, just in conference play. Um, but unfortunately, it fell short. But I think they do win this game, being the Horned Frogs, 48 to 37. Interesting, Desmond. We've got the same spread, just uh, slightly higher, slightly lower points. So <laughs> could be interesting there on Friday, on Black Friday, uh, 3.30 p.m. kickoff from Jack Trice Stadium, and you can watch it on FS1. Desmond, Iowa State's a 15-point favorite. We'll see if TCU can cover or not, but uh, interesting betting line there for the Horned Frogs. All right, we get into our meat of today's podcast, talking about the college football playoff rankings. Again, those coming out at 6 p.m. tonight on ESPN. Uh, of course, Oregon lost, so the biggest shakeup is going to be seeing where Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Alabama, heck, even you could argue even Notre Dame, see where they all end up. Probably those are going to be your top six, at least in some some order, some form or fashion. But Desmond, my, my thought to you is where – are we thinking Ohio State Michigan is probably going to be a top five matchup uh, on Saturday? They play each other, of course, their rivalry game. What are you thinking about that? I don't yes, I do. I do think it'll be a top five matchup. I do think that they'll put Michigan in that fifth place. Um, but honestly, I don't think anyone's going to be Ohio State. The rest of the, the rest of the season. No, agreed. I think, and I, even though it kills me to say this, I think Cincinnati as well. After watching Cincinnati just plummet all over SMU, who we we had to fight just to win, it's getting me a little nervous about this. But I mean, if, if they go undefeated, Cincinnati is going to make it as well. So I think those two have pretty good locks in Georgia. I think those three teams are pretty much locked in. Um, I know Alabama can give Georgia a scare, but I just don't see Georgia just playing unstoppable right now. They're, they're on a whole different level. Um, so I really I think the biggest thing for me is who's going to take that fourth spot, four spot. Yeah, that's a big that's a big question. I think that's a question we've been asking about for most of the season since the college football playoffs from releasing the rankings is who's going to be that fourth team because Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, at least for the few weeks, has been a pretty solid and you can throw Alabama in there right now because, again, they still only have one loss. They're you know, going to play Georgia in the SEC championship. They got Auburn this week without Bo Nix. So, you know, you start looking at it, and it's right. Who's going to be that four spot? But Desmond, I ask you, as we get ready for the rankings tonight, who's your top four, in your opinion? Not what the committee's saying. In your opinion, who are the top four, the four best teams in the country? Right now? Yeah. Um, Georgia, Georgia um, Ohio State. Alabama and Michigan in that order. Funny because that's exactly my top four as well. I, I mean, that's just, I yeah. would love to put Cincinnati in that four spot. I just, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Michigan's a better team. And yeah, sure. People are going to argue, well, they lost to Michigan state, blah, 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 blah. They, you shouldn't put them above Michigan state. Well, guess what? Michigan state lost to Ohio state this week. Absolutely got Boyles. Michigan's playing good opponents, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, of course, we're going to have the biggest test is can Jim Harbaugh finally get a win over Ohio State? Desmond, he has not beaten a top three opponent at Michigan. He's had multiple <laughs> chances, and he has not done that yet. 
So he would not only break that barrier if Ohio State stays two or three, but he would also have a chance to get his first win over Ohio State. I don't know. Right now, I don't want to be too hyped up on the Michigan train because I think, of course, it could all come crashing down. But I do think there is a chance. I think this is probably Harbaugh's best Michigan team right now. He has a really good run game. And we'll talk more about that in our picks here in a minute. But um, the biggest thing for you, Desmond, is how do you think the Big 12 shakes up? Because I feel like the Big 12 is the only chance for Cincinnati to get in. How do you think that shakes up? Do you think Oklahoma wins? Do you think Oklahoma State finds a way to win the Big 12? Is it Baylor even? I think, honestly, right now, I think Baylor is going to win the Big 12. And... There'll be a two-loss. There'll be a two-loss team, so they're not getting in yeah, as a champion. and there'll be a Big 12 champion, and I think the way it's going to work out, the, the four teams, for my prediction, for the final season, I think it's going to end up being Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Baylor. Oh, so you're saying that they would put in a two-loss two Big 12 champ? Yes, because the way I have set up is I think Alabama will lose to Georgia. That's okay. a two-loss team. And then um, Michigan will lose to Ohio State. So Michigan's a two-loss team. And then Notre Dame will be a one-loss team. But I think they put a two-loss Big 12 champion over a one-loss independent. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah, no, no. So you're saying a – so what you're telling me is you're saying an 11-2 and two Baylor would get in over an 11-2 and two Alabama, a 10-2 mm -hmm. Michigan – and an 11-1 Notre Dame. Yes, because they won the conference champion. Interesting. Interesting. I actually have I have two scenarios, and it all depends on who wins the Big 12. But I've got – in my first scenario, which I think is more likely, I actually have Georgia, Ohio State, pretty clear. Oklahoma State, I think if they can beat Oklahoma, they probably will beat Baylor, which inevitably means they'll probably win the Big 12 or they'll win the Big 12. And I actually think you put Notre Dame in there because, like you just mentioned, Alabama is going to get beat by Georgia. That will be two losses. Michigan, that's going to sort itself out. You start looking at the, the 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 rankings. Cincinnati would be a close five, but I don't think Cincinnati beats Houston. And maybe that's I'm in the minority opinion here, but I think you look at Houston's defense and you look at Cincinnati's offense. That Houston defense is primed is primed to just give a wake up call to Cincinnati's offense. However. Say Cincinnati wins, and let's say Oklahoma somehow wins the Big 12. So they beat Oklahoma State, and then they beat them again in the play, Big 12 championship game. I have Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and then I do think Cincinnati sneaks in there. And the only reason why, in the other scenario, I have Notre Dame over Cincinnati is because, again, Notre Dame, yeah, sure, their loss is to Cincinnati, but if Cincinnati is a one-loss conference champ or what, you know doesn't even win their conference and they're one loss, I'm not putting Cincinnati in there. So, um, And I do think... In that scenario, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Cincinnati, your national championship game would be Georgia, would be Georgia versus Ohio State. You'd get what the people want. Georgia's elusive, incredible defense against Ohio State's just 40 point per game offense. You get what you what the people want. Who's gonna win? Defense or offense? And I'd actually take Ohio State in that national championship game. Georgia's defense is good, but I don't think Georgia's offense can help their defense. Um, again, we'll get more to that in a few weeks when we finally get who's gonna be in the playoff and have to make put your you know our choices. But um interesting, Desmond, you got Baylor in, in your final four. Is that something you think 
that they would do you think we'd get Baylor, Georgia, or do you think they would rearrange where Baylor could put, uh, you know, that maybe they put Ohio State, Baylor, they, you know, move Ohio State to yeah, I think it'd be Ohio State, Baylor, Georgia, Cincinnati. Okay. So it still would end up being, for the most part, Georgia, Ohio State, which is interesting. Yeah. Whatever I predicts. Yeah. So could be interesting there. Again, rankings come out tonight, 6 p.m., and then uh, final rankings are on Sunday, December 5th at noon. So we'll see what happens there after the conference championship games have been played. All right, Desmond, pick the games here. And uh, you got your upset, right? Clemson they ended up uh, keeping their home streak alive and beating Wake Forest. Although uh, I have to say, shame on you for picking against Ohio State for the spread because they covered that in the first quarter. I don't think they even I don't even think it was the second quarter. I think they actually were up 21 or 28 nothing in the first quarter. So uh just a beatdown yeah. if you've ever seen one there. 56 to 7 with Ohio State beating Michigan State. Um as for me, uh I picked what everyone couldn't pick, Utah over Oregon, and I was feeling very happy at halftime. I was like this game's over. Uh, 28 to nothing. I was like, this game's over. And Arkansas, how about Arkansas covering, getting that touchdown loss to Alabama, able to get it done against the Crimson Tide. So um, I moved to five and seven in upset, seven and five against the spread. And Desmond, you're six and six against the spread and seven and five in upset. So you still got me on the upset board, but uh, you know, still lots of time left, still lots of time left. So we'll see. We still got this week, next week in the bowls. So uh, you never know what could happen. But we'll start with the Thanksgiving Day primetime showdown as our first pick of the week. Ole Miss and Mississippi State. It's the Egg Bowl is what they play. They play for the Golden Egg. Desmond, this thing is like the size of an ostrich egg. The trophy is massive. Um, But that doesn't mean that I don't think uh, the win is going to be massive. I think we're going to get a lot of points. It's Mike Leach against Lane Kiffin. You know Lane Kiffin likes to go for it on fourth down. Mike Leach loves to just pass the ball like 70% of of his plays. The air raid has worked. I actually think uh, they could give Ole Miss a challenge. But this defense, I saw it for myself for four hours against A&M. I think the Ole Miss Rebels beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs. It's close. Uh, but they win by a touchdown, 38-31. They lock up a spot in the New Year's Six. No, George, I agree. It's been interesting to watch this Ole Miss team and Matt Corral as he's started off really hot in his Heisman race and started to climb a little bit. Um, but I think he's going to wrap up and win this game, 38-21, pretty easily. Yeah, I, I think he gets invited to New York City, but I don't think he wins the Heisman. I don't think he wins the Heisman. Um, I think it's actually going to go to uh, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. I don't think it goes I've, to I've been Young. hearing C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, um, Kenneth Walker. I've been, I've, I've been hearing a lot of names coming up lately, you know? I would say Kenneth Walker is a long shot at this point because of his performance last week. But um, either way, Heisman Trophy presentation is December the 11th there in New York City. All right, move ahead to Friday rivalry game. This one is the the battle line trophy is on the line as Missouri and Arkansas square off. And Desmond, I don't care what anyone says. Arkansas has had quite the season. They've had quite the turnaround. We've talked about it. They were, you know, they started off 4-0. They just looked like a really good team. Of course, they kind of had some stumbles all along the way, but you've got to think that they are in a position 
you know, to find a way to win and, and, and keep winning. And I think for the next few years, they're going to be in a really good spot. I actually think they don't just beat Missouri. They absolutely beat them to a pulp. Um, I've got the, <laughs> I've got the Arkansas Razorbacks, Woo Pig, winning this one 38 to 10. It's not even close in Fayetteville. No, I, I agree with George. I know you, I know I've talked about Arkansas a lot this season. I've talked, I like them. Um, I think it's going to be a blowout. Missouri has never really been a strong team lately. They're 0-2 this year against top 25 teams, which Arkansas is. They're going to 0-3. Pretty big win, 40-17. Goes to the Razorbacks. Yeah, and Arkansas will probably still be in the top 25. They were 21. Yeah. They were 21 in the college football playoff rankings before they played Bama. So we'll see where they end up. Um, I can't imagine they'll fall out because they did hold Alabama. It was just a touchdown game. So yeah. we'll see. Friday, 2.30 kickoff on CBS there in Arkansas. All right, Desmond, you're probably thinking, why did I include this next game on our on our picks? But uh, I just had to. The storylines are great. Florida State and Florida, the winner gets a bowl game. The loser has to sit home on the, in the holidays just, you know, being so mad that their rival beat them to get into the bowl, uh, you know, bowl season. Dan Mullen's gone. Florida State has looked really good. They've won five of their last seven after starting 0-4. Desmond, I I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think Florida State's going to win this football game, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think Florida's just right now is not a, not a spot you want to be in if you're the University of Florida. You've you fired your head coach. You're probably not going to find a coach that's going to be a long-term situation. It's going to be a two- or three-year uh, solution before you're searching again. So, and Mike Norvell, I really liked him when he was at Memphis. He took the job at Florida State. He's had some issues, but I feel like he's gotten his team in a situation where, hey, they could have kept losing at 0-4, and now they're 5-6 and six with the chance to go to a bowl game. Count me down as uh, in the, uh, you know, as a supporter of Mike Norvell, I got the Seminoles winning this one 34 to 20 on the road. I'm about to go the other way, George. Home field advantage in the swamp. And also I talked to my one of my homeboys, and he was he's a huge Florida Gators fan. He was telling me about Emory Jones, hyping him up about how he's a mobile quarterback. And you know how I feel about mobile quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I'm have to give the edge to the Gators on this one. I think it's been close, 38-34, but I'm, I'm going Florida. Uh, 11 a.m. kick from the Swamp on ESPN on Saturday. All right, Desmond, without further ado, the game that literally everyone is going to be watching. Uh, college game day is there. Big noon kickoffs there. Fox has the game. Literally every single national media member will be sitting in the <laughs> press box in the big house. Because Ohio State-Michigan is probably going to be a top-five matchup. It's going to be the second one of our lifetime. Look, I love Coach Harbaugh. I love what he preaches. I like what he had to say when he was at San Francisco in the NFL. And then he goes to, to Michigan, and he you know has some struggles. But two years ago, he had one of the best teams ever. He got to the Citrus Bowl. Look, I like – again, I like Jim Harbaugh but he's looking, still looking for a win number one against Ohio State, trying to find his first top five win. I'm sorry, but he can't. He's not going to get it done. I can't buy into it yet. Buckeyes win. OH, IO, Ohio State 
Oh, George. I hear you, man. And all I got to say is one team lost to Michigan State 37-33, and the other one was pretty much up 30-0 in the first quarter. I mean, <laughs> this, this Ohio State offense is insane, George. I remember I, last week I was watching I was watching the games and like Michigan Michigan State and Ohio State had the same score as Georgia and I forget who they played. It was like some like nobody and it was the same score. I was I was just I was just amazed by this offense. I think this is gonna be a nice comfortable win. Um, I'm, I'm gonna call it 37 to 24 Ohio State. 11 a.m. kick from the big house in Ann Arbor, Michigan on Fox. All righty. Ohio State's an eight-point favorite, by the way, so we'll see if either team can cover. All right, we'll move through these next two quickly just to – because they are games that, you know, we got to – we're obligated to pick, but, you know, so be it. Iron Bowl, Alabama-Auburn. No Bill Nix for Auburn. Alabama has Bryce Young. Do I need to say anything more, Desmond? 45-20. Bring on the dogs in Atlanta for the Alabama Crimson Tide next week. <laughs> I agree. 44-20, George. But honestly, even with Bo Nix, I don't think that Auburn – it might have been close, but I don't think they really stood a chance against Alabama this year. I definitely agree. 230 kick from Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn, Alabama on CBS. 19.5-point favorites for the Crimson Tide. We'll see if they can cover. Should be an easy cover for Alabama. Oregon, Oregon State. Desmond, Oregon's coming off a pretty bad loss, 38-7 to to Utah, where they don't have the Pac-12 North clinched yet. So they don't necessarily have their spot settled for next week in the Pac-12 championship game. In fact, if Oregon State beats Oregon and Washington State beats Washington, Washington State wins the Pac-12 North. So Oregon wouldn't just miss out on the conference championship. They would completely just go on a two-game losing streak to end the season not a great way not not a great way to finish if you ask me uh personally though oregon state they've never beaten or they haven't beaten uh the ducks in eugene oregon since 2007 they are the road team i i I feel like it's my destiny to pick against oregon because they i picked against them last week in my upset first upset i'd gotten right in a while so let's do it again Run it back. I got the Oregon State Beavers upsetting the Oregon Ducks 34 to 27. I think it will be an overtime game. Grab your grab your lottery tickets because I think this one's gonna need a whole lot of luck for the platypus trophy. Bull move. Okay, George. That was a, what a pretty good upset pick. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I'm gonna be like Nike and just do it. I'm gonna go with the Oregon Ducks on this one. 27 to 10. I just think they have too much firepower for the Beavers to come back and win. Beavers, but, all- but if but if Oregon State did win, I'd give you your props and I I can see it happening. I see it happening. Oregon State has not allowed more than 120 yards rushing in the last three weeks. So and Oregon has not been able to run the ball. So we'll see what happens there in <laughs> Eugene at 2:30 on ESPN. All right, we'll get to these next two pretty quick, Desmond. Uh, I wanted to get that one off because it was my upset, but we'll keep moving here. Wisconsin, Minnesota. This is for Paul Bunyan's axe. We've seen Wisconsin, Minnesota go back and forth the last few years, pretty close. But here's the thing. Wisconsin has not lost in Minneapolis since 2007 um, or 2005 correction. So that's nine tries that Minnesota's had to beat them 
you know, with home field advantage. I don't think it happens again. We get Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State, and the Big Ten championship game. 34-27, the Badgers win this week. Uh, I, definitely agree. I, th- I think Wisconsin is still a very good team. Um, they lost to just three very good opponents, so I think they win this game. I think it's going to be close, but I think Wisconsin is still going to get the win. I have it 37-34, very close game. Seven-point underdog for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, so we'll see if they can cover 3 p.m. on Fox. Desmond, you make a very good point there um, that – Wisconsin had some really tough losses early on, but they have, boy, have they bounced back really nicely yeah. the last half of the season. All right, we go to Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. This will decide the Big 12 and decide who gets to big to uh, Arlington. We already know Oklahoma State's in, but could we get an Oklahoma, Oklahoma State back-to-back rematch, or is it going to be Oklahoma State-Baylor in the Big 12 championship game? For that to happen, Oklahoma has to lose. I think that's what happens. Desmond, for the first time this season, because we haven't had one yet, give me the good old-fashioned Big 12 shootout. I've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys winning at home in Stillwater, 56-49 to over their rivals. All right, George, I like it. He's in the Big 12 shootout, but you know who's back, George? Caleb Williams, you know, and this is his time because, you know, he lost his starting job midway through the season. Now he's got it back. And he's gonna he's gonna work his butt off to show the, to show the haters that he should not have lost it. And I have the upset Oklahoma Sooners winning this game 41-38. And this is your upset of the week, Desmond. This is my upset of the week. Funny you mentioned that because guess who's my upset of the week? Save the best one for last as the Clemson Tigers take on the South Carolina. Oh my goodness. Well, I say I guess I already mentioned my upset with Oregon State. You've probably been waiting on my underdog. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I went left and right, correct? Yeah, no. Uh, the Palmetto Bowl has always been one-sided. Clemson's won it. Clemson's still going to win, but Desmond, they're an 11.5-point favorite. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, sure, sure. Everyone's saying, but George, didn't you watch the game last week against Wake Forest? Yeah, I saw the game last week, and it was out of hand early. But guess what? This is a South Carolina team that is motivated, that has a way to win, and they just have a coach that – who would you would you not want to play for uh, for Coach Beamer? If you don't know who Coach Beamer is, Desmond, you need to go look him up. This guy is one of the youngest coaches in college football right now, but he's just a he's just like you you can't say no to him. Like he's one of those guys is like if you don't want to play for it, I don't know who you are. Uh, I've got the Clemson Tigers winning this one. I mean, barely 34-33 on the road. But if South Carolina wins, I wouldn't be shocked. So. Um, what about you, Desmond, quickly, to close us out? How well, George. Uh, Clemson did me good last week with that big upset win against Wake Forest. I'm going to go with them again, 35-21. All righty. And, again, neither team is ranked. 6.30 kickoff on SEC Network there in the heart of the SEC. We'll close out with our small schools. Desmond, the UTSA Roadrunners, keep meeping their way along the college football season, able to get it done against UAB. But, boy, did they give me a heart attack before they did so. Having to do it in the last three seconds, scoring a touchdown. That was tipped. It was a fumble snap. I mean, 
what more could you ask for from UTSA? So they clinched their spot in the Conference USA Championship game. They play North Texas this week. Honestly, it doesn't really matter if they win or lose. Obviously, if they win, they have perfect seasons on the line. But if they lose, it's not the end of the world. They're still in the playoff or still in the uh, conference championship. So we'll see what happens. Of course, North Texas trying to get that sixth win to get to uh, bowl eligibility. So they're going to be playing with a lot of fight. Meanwhile, Desmond, we talked about last week, your small school maybe having a chance to backdoor themselves into the FCS playoffs. And boy, what do they do? They find a way to get into the black, to the bracket, the 2014 bracket. How about those Lumberjacks? Chop, chop, George. Made it to the tourney, baby. Desmond, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they've lost since you said chop, chop the first time. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks to you for my small school. We got we to gotta remind Des that he needs a sing for a small school. <laughs> um. But yeah, we play, they play against uh, Incarnate Word this week, who is, I believe they only have two losses on the season, 9-2, uh, first in the Southland. But ah, this is going to be a close game. I'm going to say chop, chop. SFA is going to win this game. <laughs> it's going to be a really good one. Winner gets Sam Houston next week in Huntsville. But that's going to close us out here. We don't have much time left, but uh, that's all we've got for episode number 67 total here on the fifth quarter podcast keep tuning in we'll get you more wish you ready for conference championships next week and of course we'll be ready for the playoff following that so uh get your popcorn ready settle in it's gonna be a wild ride to finish out the 2021 regular season of the college football campaign we'll get college basketball started up for you in the next few weeks or our coverage of college basketball that is but that's all i've got that's all desmond's got for Desmond McLaughlin, I'm George Koff saying so long, and we'll catch you next time on the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Take care. Giga Maggies, go Cougars, and so long.